1: Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bucus Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Kettering, we are at a place in a journey
0: where I believe God has brought us to this... Uh, this text this morning, and I want to ask you, if you have your Bibles with you, and you should, um, to join me in Joshua chapter 1, and we'll begin uh, in verse 8, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Once you're there, let me know you're there by saying amen. Um, Joshua chapter 1, and verse number 8. Perhaps it is a familiar for you, and perhaps it's not. Either way, I want you to hear what God says on this morning to you. Amen? Are we there? Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8. The word of the Lord reads, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Amen. Father, we honor you on this morning and we thank you for your amazing grace. It is that grace that has brought us even to this very hour that we might stand to declare your word. And I'm praying even now, God, that the empowerment of your Holy Spirit might bless each one listening under the sound of my voice. Whether here in the sanctuary or by a live stream or through the radio, God, I pray that your word would go forward in such a way that if there's anyone that does not know you as Lord and Savior of their life, that today would be the day that eternity is changed for them, that they come to know you in a personal way. God, I pray that you would speak to that one who's drifting and they be drawn back to you, God, to a close and intimate relationship walk. I pray, eternal God, that the word of God might serve as an encouragement uh, to those who are downtrodden, as edification to those who are desiring wisdom. But God, most of all, it is my prayer that your word serves to bring glory and honor and praise to your most holy name. We bless you now, God. I need you that you might declare your word through me. Allow me for clarity of thought and speech that you might get the glory, the honor and the praise in Jesus name amen and amen uh Kettering, sometimes I uh like to watch westerns on television uh one of the things about westerns is that they are you know it's not it's not it's not as graphic as today's um you know shooting and stuff and uh, but it's kind of wholesome and it has always have a, like a nice little, you know, storyline going along with it. and You know, it just kind of takes you back and relaxes you a little bit. And I, I like to watch Westerns every now and then. And uh, one of the things I've noticed with uh, in Westerns uh, is while they're out on the range, when they are um, the gang or the posse or the group, uh, is out on the range, and they stop uh, to take a break. They rest, and they're resting and relaxing. What I've noticed is, during that time, they have a tendency to just fully relax. And they remove their gun belts sometimes, and they'll sit around the fire, and they'll, or around the wagons, and they'll tell jokes. They're eating and drinking, and oftentimes they're getting drunk and making up stories and telling stories about old things that happened way back when and great gunfighters and great gunfights they've had and things like that, and they're harassing each other, just kind of poking fun at each other and, you know, just having a good old fun time. And I've noticed, though, when it's time to move usually what happens is the one who is the leader will say something like "Round them up," and they 'll at that point, everybody gets serious, no matter how much they drank the night before, no matter how whatever they were doing, frolicking around, whatever they were doing, everybody gets serious at that moment, and they realize that they 've got to get everything together, and so they begin to pick up their guns and they check their ammunition and make sure everything's in line. They put their gun belts back on, and uh, they, they saddle up their horses and, and get their, everything, the horses, ready and their rifles ready on their horses. And, and they, 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 they get everything ready, and uh, they climb up on their horse. And usually the last thing they do uh, just about uh, before they go off from this place of camp is they'll grab their hat, and they'll throw their hat on, and then they'll, you know, set it in place and get it all straight. And by that time, everything is ready. Y- y'all, y'all familiar with Westerns? It's kind of how they do it. And at that point, when they've got everything in order, they are off at that moment to go uh, and move forward through the enemy's territory in order that they might get to the destination that they have targeted to get to. And uh, as I pondered that thought and as I looked in this text, uh, I have a tendency to uh, think that uh, Christians, and, and kind of looking at this and kind of looking at us and, and, and kind of weighing out the barometer and and. Of Of where Christianity is today, I, I think that a whole lot of Christians are sitting around the camp, telling jokes they 've taken their weapons off, laid them aside they 're drinking and eating and festive they 're in full relaxed mode, and uh, they 're kind of laying back as if this place. Of camping is their final destination and as if they have nowhere else to go and as if there's no assignment in front of them at all. And so we kind of mirror that posse, that gang, that group that has settled themselves in camp in the relaxed mode and we're, we're resting there as if there's nothing else to do. But What I hear the Lord saying to me as a preacher of the gospel is to tell my people, round them up. It's time to move from where we are. It's time to get ready to move forward through enemy territory. And in order to move through enemy territory, you've got to put your gun belt back on. You've got to put your weapons back back on. You've got to get your horses saddled up. You've got to check your ammunition. You've got to get everything in order to make sure that you're ready to move through enemy territory to get to the destination that he's assigned for you. Are y'all still here with me? You need to take your hat and put it on your head. Get ready to move through enemy territory. I want to begin a series of messages entitled Walking Through Hell, Walking Through Hell. For a moment right there where you are, I want you to envision yourself walking through what you believe hell is, walking through hell, and in this morning, in this passage of Joshua, I want to talk to you specifically about walking through hell with the Word. I want you to kind of envision yourself walking through enemy territory, hell, and if you know you're going to walk through hell, what would you take with you in order to make it through your track. This text of Joshua, to give you some historical foundation in it, Moses has died. He's been leading the children of Israel and through all 40 years of surrounding the desert in, on their way to a promised land. And Uh, According to the divine plan of God, those elders who were disobedient to God have now died off as well. And Moses has now died. And then God turns to Joshua uh, and says to Joshua... Uh, Joshua, because right about this time after Moses dies, you know, they go through this 30-day period of mourning, and everybody's kind of sitting around, and, they, and, and they're and they mourning, and they're wondering, okay, what are we going to do now? And they're kind of laid back and chilling and resting. And and then God says to Joshua, Joshua, Moses is dead, but I want you to round them up, because it's time to move on. And so God has Joshua called and says to Joshua Joshua I need you to be strong and I need you to be very courageous and Joshua I need you to know something I'm going to be with you Joshua I'm not going to leave you nor will I forsake you but as you move through enemy territory as you walk through hell nobody's going to be able to stand against you Joshua because I'm with you Joshua y'all still here I need you to understand something. I want you to hear this. I know I'm talking through Joshua's text, but I need you to hear it in your context that God is going to walk with you through hell. He will be with you, but you, you need to understand, you need to know that before you go walking. Y'all still here? And so, Joshua, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I got you. And I'm going to be there. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. And Joshua, you don't have to worry about a thing. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. So Joshua now has to walk through hell to get to the promise. He has to walk through enemy territory to get to the promise. And so do you. And so do I. We've got some hell to walk through. Anybody, any witnesses in the house that already know what hell is like? Anybody ever know they? Somebody walking through hell this morning. They got, you just barely made it to church. Some of you on your way to church, you were driving through hell and hell was in the car with you, maybe. I don't know, but we want to know how to do this thing well. And so as God calls Joshua to round him up and it's time to move, I want you to hear this as he's walking through hell. He walk. He encourages Joshua to walk through hell with the word. Y'all still here with me? He says to Joshua, first of all, Joshua, as you walk through hell with the word, if you want to be successful, Joshua, in your walk, if you want to be successful in moving through this enemy territory, if you want to be successful in dealing with all that that's coming your way, Joshua, you're going to need the word of God. And so he says, keep it in your mouth. Keep it in your mouth. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Joshua, you're going to need the word of God in your mouth. You're going to need to be teaching it. You're going to need to be speaking it. You're going to need to have it flowing out of your lips. It needs to be part of what's flowing out of your mouth on a regular basis. Kettering, as you walk through hell, you can't walk through hell with some of the language that you use on a normal basis. No, you're going to need the word of God flowing out of your lips. You're going to need, oh my God, you're going to need to keep this word of the, of the law in your mouth. It's, it's going to be essentially necessary, Joshua. Joshua, I need you to make sure that you leave no room in your mouth for nothing other than the word of God. Because it's going to be the word of God that's going to be your weapon while you're walking through hell. Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. For when you walk through hell, Joshua, your, your mouth needs to be full. Not partially full. It needs to be full. You need to be almost gagging on the word of God. Don't let it depart, he says. Don't let this word leave out of your mouth. Well, pastor, how do I avoid letting the word of God leave out of my mouth? Do I keep my mouth closed? In order to keep the word in my mouth, no, no, because as the word is in your mouth, you 're going to need that word to leave your mouth as a weapon against your enemy. Lord help me sound I, I feel like I 'm preaching better than y'all saying amen, but 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 you're going to get there, watch this. I, but, how do I make sure that the word doesn't leave out of my mouth? Well, I've got to make sure that I've got a, a constant resupply of the word being deposited into my mouth as I allow some to depart out of my mouth. I've got to make sure that it's still coming back in. Pastor, pastor, I hear what you're saying, pastor. That sounds eloquent. That sounds nice. But how, I mean, literally, how do I do that? Well, let me help you here. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, Jesus says this. He says that out of the the abundance of the heart, the mouth does speak. And so, watch this, if I want to make sure that the word doesn't depart out of my mouth, and I've got to make sure that my heart keeps feeding my mouth. In other words, I need to make sure that what's in my heart is the word of God. If the word of God is in my heart, then my mouth will keep speaking what's in my heart. You know why you cuss folk out? Because cussing is in your heart. You know why you got a foul thought for everybody? Because you've got foulness in your heart. You know why you can't bless folk, but you but you always have condemnation? Because that's what's in your heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. You're going to speak what's in your heart. You know, I know that some people, they think that they can control what their tongue does. And sometimes you even bite blood into your mouth to try to hold your tongue from saying some things that, that you really want to say. Y'all still here with me? Y'all gonna find that out. Just get ready to be the holiday weekend. Y'all gonna have some family and friends over and some family gonna get you to the point where you're gonna be biting your tongue because you really don't want to say, but it's in your heart. And because it's in your heart, you watch this, you might not say it the way you feel like saying it, but it's coming out. See, you're gonna try to be nice because you're a Christian. You're gonna try to be nice with tell, telling them that they trifling. Get your kids because they dropping Kool-Aid on my carpet. Get Get your you, you're, going to, you're going to try to be nice. What you really want to do is snatch them up, and but, but, but you, you're Christian and you're sophisticated. But because it's in your heart, it's still coming out. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's going to speak. And if I don't don't want the word of God, if I don't want this law to depart out of my mouth, I've got to make sure that the law of God is in my heart. Pastor, how do I get the word of God and the law of God in my heart? I've got to saturate myself with the word. Matter of fact, I need to tell somebody this. I need to tell you that you don't get it in your heart by osmosis. The word doesn't get in your heart because you carry it around under your arm because you got a two-ton Bible. It doesn't get in your heart just because you put it near your heart. No, you got to spend some time in the Word of God and you've got to believe it and you've got to receive it in order for it to get in your heart. You know, for a whole lot of people, I I, I might be getting ahead of myself, but for a whole lot of people, the Word of God is in their head, but it never makes it the other 12 inches. It's got to be in your heart. And once it's in your heart, it'll be in your mouth. So as opposed to cursing people, you'll bless people. Even when they curse you, you'll bless them because the word is in your heart. Y'all still here with me? So he tells Joshua, Joshua, don't let this word depart out of your mouth. Don't let it leave out of your mouth. Avoid it departing from your mouth because while you're walking through hell you are going to need it in your mouth let me help you with something you don't want to wait until you get in hell to try to figure out how to get this word in your mouth you don't want to start studying the bible once you get in hell you don't want to start trying to remember scripture when you get in hell no you need to already have it in your heart before you enter into hell Watch this, because while you're in hell you don't have time what's that scripture no it's too late then because the the enemy is going to come at you from every direction and he's going to be hitting you with everything he has and you need to have the word of God in your mouth and watch this we've got a great example in Jesus himself because when Jesus was baptized remember what happened when the Holy Spirit led him out to be tempted of the devil when the Holy Spirit led him through a walk through the enemy's territory when the Holy Spirit led him through a walk through hell he already had the word in his mouth and every temptation that was brought to him he dealt with it with the word of god he said it is written you got to have the word in your mouth joshua if you're going to walk through hell you need to walk through hell with the word of god in your mouth he says to joshua joshua this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth Watch this. But you shall meditate in it day and night. First of all, keep it in your mouth. Secondly, meditate in it. As opposed to letting it depart from your mouth, meditate in it. There's three things that I, I, I want to draw that he actually literally says here. He says to Joshua, Joshua, meditate in it. Meditate in it. Meditate in it. Meditate. Hold it in your mouth, Joshua. Chew on it, Joshua. Chew it. Chew it. Chew it. Keep chewing on it. This, this idea of meditate is the, is to spend time in. It's to, it's to draw from. It's the same idea and concept of a cow who chews his food and then swallows it and then regurgitates it to chew it again cud and what he's literally doing is he's chewing his cud and chewing his food he's chewing it in order that he might extract from it every ounce of what it has in it that it might provide nourishment for his body y'all don't hear me say what what, what, I, what Joshua I want you to do if you're going to walk through hell you need to meditate in the way Word. you need to, to watch this chew on the word until you exhaust all the nutritional value in it chew on the text until you exhaust all the flavor out of it chew on the text until you exhaust the meaning of it chew on the text until you've gotten the application of it chew on it joshua meditate in it joshua get it in you joshua to the extent until you extract all the value out of it it that's going to help you on your walk through hell get everything out of this word because you are gonna need it for your journey now watch this watch this if i don't know where i'm going then it may change my diet okay let me let me give you an example when i'm running i'm gonna run i'm gonna go on a run What I know about me is if I get up in the morning and eat a full-blown breakfast, I mean grits, eggs, sausage, bacon, toast on the side, you know, juices and all that stuff, I'm not going to be ready to go on a three-mile run because I've put too much food in my body. Stay with me. But I also know that I can't just jump up and go out. In the heat of the day and run the three miles without putting some water and some liquid in my body because I know that my body is going to exhaust itself of fluid. And I would find myself laid out somewhere, uh, dehydrated, and they'd be calling the ambulance for me. And so because I know where I'm going, I change my diet. Watch this. Because I know what I need for my journey. Are y'all still here? If I know I'm going through hell, I can't go through hell with cotton candy. So I can't use cotton candy on this journey. And if you know you're going to walk through hell, and let me tell you, you're going to walk through hell. So so since you know you're going to walk through hell, you need to change your diet to be such that you will have something that will sustain you on your journey. Are y'all still here?
1: To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together, and we invite you to join us for one of our Spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice. Called The Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bucas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.